0: Welcome to Between Heaven and Earth, an internet radio talk show where we help you connect spirit and divine guidance. Lisa Kay, your host, brings you shows that can enhance and transform your life with tips and new ideas for more happiness, abundance, and better relationships. Lisa is an expert on intuition and can show you how to strengthen your inner guidance to empower yourself. Each show is positive and uplifting to inspire your day. Her guest speakers are specialists on self-help, Positive thinking, spirituality, and conscious living. Be the best that you can be with Between Heaven and Earth, conscious living for your soul. And angel blessings to everyone. I'm Lisa Kay, and you're listening to Between Heaven and Earth Radio. And our show today is called How to Make Your Intuition Happen on Command. Now, I picked this topic because I wanted to tell you about my book that's available now called Intuition on Demand, and it's published by Findhorn Press. You can get it on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And And if you're listening to this podcast before June 2017, you can pre-order the book and get some free gifts. And I'm going to share a little from the book for you today and tell you how you can make your intuition happen when you want it to. You can make your intuition happen at your command, and I'm going to show you how to make your intuition work when you want it rather than having it happen sporadically. Now, your intuition may often feel random and pop up out of nowhere, um, and other times you think your intuition is talking to you, but you're not really sure because your intuition is not under your control. So, today I'm going to read to you uh, from my book, a chapter called How to Make Your Intuition Happen When You Want. So let's start. Now before I was studying intuition development, I only had two vivid intuitive experiences that I remember. The first one happened in my college days while I was asleep. And the other experience was with my dad, as I already told you about in the beginning of this book. It was the second experience that convinced me that intuition inexplicably inexplicably works. As I mentioned, dreaming is a common time when people receive intuitive information. For me, my dream was telling me a friend was in trouble. Earlier that evening, I was out having a late pizza dinner with some friends My friends David, Stephen, and Sandy. Now, Stephen and Sandy were a couple. The food and the drinks were really good, and we were having a great time, even though it was the end of a long day for me. I was very, very tired. We soon split up to go home. I was exhausted, and I needed to go to bed. I was feeling the kind of tired where the moment your head hits the pillow, you're asleep. The moment I began to drift to sleep, I started dreaming about Stephen, who, in my dream, was very upset and arguing with me. The dream was so vivid, it briefly woke me up. I rolled over and I fell asleep again. This happened a couple of times when the last dream became more detailed. This time, Stephen was still arguing and pleading, and this time he was begging for me to do something. I couldn't... I could see and feel, but I couldn't hear anything. In the dream, I knew I couldn't do what he asked. We were standing in a stairwell. He was looking down at me from two stairs up, and he was sobbing, tears running down his red cheeks, his arms animated. I heard no words. His mouth moved in silence. As I dreamt, I had the feelings of telling him I just couldn't do what he was begging me to do. And at the same time, my heart was torn. I felt so strongly that I didn't want him hurting, but, no, but not knowing what else to say. I just couldn't agree with him. I woke up again, frustrated that I couldn't fall into the deep sleep my body wanted. Then the phone rang. Shocked, I grabbed it, and all I could say was, yes, it was David, He said he'd been texting with Stephen for the past hour and was very worried about him. Stephen was very despondent and said Sandy just broke up with him. She told him right after our dinner. She couldn't be with him any longer, she said. It had been too long and too hard. She'd made her decision. He was devastated and distraught. Apparently, Stephen was somewhere on campus finishing a six-pack of beer, and definitely not in a stable frame of mind. His last text said he couldn't go on without her, that he was going to end it all. David said he didn't know what to do. He tried to call Stephen and text him, but there was no response. Neither of us was on campus at the time. We, both, we, were, we were both very worried about Stephen and felt someone needed to help him. So I told David to call the on-call student dean and explain the conversation. That put a quick search into action, and Stephen was found before he got into any trouble and was given assistance. The next day, I spoke to Sandy, who was obviously very upset and concerned. She was the one who alerted David first that night and asked him for help. She was afraid of Stephen's state of mind as well. She felt awful when she told Stephen she was breaking up with him and he fell to pieces. He pleaded with her to stay with him. She said, like many other times where she'd go back to him, this time she just couldn't. It then dawned on me that their conversation was in my dream. So I asked her, Were you in his stairwell when you were talking to him? She said, Yes. I asked, Was the stairwell gray with a dark gray railing? She looked a bit bit startled and said, Yes. I pressed further. Was he standing two steps above you when you were talking? Her eyes widened and she said, Yes. Oh, my God. How did you know that? I told her I saw him in my dream. I was dreaming that he was pleading with me about something, crying and standing in a stairwell two steps above me. I started to realize I was seeing it through her eyes, even though I was in my bed 20 miles away. That insightful, intuitive, psychic experience was so shocking to me, I wouldn't have believed it unless I went through it myself. Wouldn't it be great if I could harness that intuition power on other things? The problem was it seemed to happen when I was asleep. How do I get my intuition to work for me when I was awake? My intuition seemed to only work randomly. Why is your intuition random? Intuition was not under your control because you didn't know how to make it happen. I also waited for for my intuition to appear. I waited in my dreams while I was standing online at the grocery store when I first met someone new. I waited for a long time and nothing happened. You want to use your intuition on what you want and when you want it, but it doesn't happen for you that way. Your intuition may be a vague experience. You may feel you don't have control over it, and often you may not even know if your intuition is working or happening at all. When your intuition was right, you only know after the fact. You say to yourself, I had a feeling that was going to happen. And perhaps like me, you, felt, you feel like intuition happens to you rather than being able to use your intuition when you want it to. Now I'll give you the solution as step one of the intuition on demand technique. This is what you must do to get your intuition to act. You trigger your intuition by asking it a question. So let's start. Uh, You actually start by setting an intention. It's always good to do a preparation step, which is setting your intention. If you're asking your intuition a question, it's good to keep in mind that your intuition is the way you receive what I I like to believe is divine guidance. That guidance can come from your angels, guides, or your higher self. Perhaps it's coming from the wiser part of you, that your judging, fearful, doubtful mind is drowning out. An intention is as as simple as declaring to yourself that you're going to ask help from divine consciousness, or whatever you would like to receive guidance from. I personally love angels and often ask to receive messages from them through my intuition. You can set a general intention to receive messages intuitively from divine guidance, that universal consciousness that is the, the one in all of us. Our thoughts are very powerful and our intentions have even more energy behind them. You can ask for the highest, most loving, and powerful thing that you believe in to help you and give you messages through your intuition. Setting an intention is, is easy when done through prayer. You don't have to be religious or follow any particular religion. An intention that I was taught to say before doing an intuitive reading is, I now ask for your angels and guides and my angels and guides to come now to give you messages for your highest good. You can use that too if you'd like. If you don't want to pray, then you can just have an intention to receive messages for your highest good from divine sources. Your quote highest good is an awesome thing because you don't have to be specific about what you're asking for. This allows you to set an intention for what you had in mind or something that is for your highest good or something better that is for your highest good. A friend of mine, Anne Marie, who's my angel friend, always said that you should, quote, ask for this or something better. We don't always know what the best is for us. So your intention can request from divine wisdom, God, source, your angels or guides that they give you what is best for you. Now that you you have set your intention to receive messages and information from the highest, best sources for your highest good, you're now ready to engage your intuition. How to ask your intuition a question. Now you're ready to get your intuition to work for you on demand. You do this by triggering your intuition to act by asking it a question. It's important to understand that you're not asking yourself the question, but you're asking your intuition as if it were Not you. You're not asking yourself the question because the thinking mind identifies with yourself. The thinking mind, when asked a question, will automatically try to come up with an answer. Your intuition will answer as well, but your intuition is quieter than your thinking mind. And you won't hear her if they're both talking at once. This is why it's important that you ask your intuition a question as if it isn't you. There is a reason for this. In essence, there are many systems in your brain that you are both conscious and not conscious of. Some of these systems are what make up your intuitive mind, which you're not always conscious of. It is almost as if you have a separate part of, quote, you, that is picking up messages and information, processing and making sense of it, but you're unaware of it. This is the intuitive side of you or your intuitive mind. In a later chapter, I'll explain how this works in the brain. You trigger your intuition by asking a question that you pose silently in your mind. You can ask your intuition a question out loud, but it's not necessary. If you're not used to asking questions to yourself or, quote, talking to yourself, then you can practice. No one needs to know you're doing it since you're just asking the question in your mind the good thing about this part of the technique is no one needs to know that you're talking to your intuition you'll be asking your intuition a lot of questions silently so get yourself used to it asking your intuition the right kinds of questions I bet you didn't know that they're right kinds of questions and not good questions they're good questions and bad questions to ask your intuition Good questions keep your thinking mind guessing and slow to respond, which gives your intuition a chance to answer fast and be heard. Your intuition will always answer and respond quickly, so you don't have to wait for it to answer. Again, the trick is not letting your thinking mind get in the way. That's where asking the right question is important. I'll give you some examples to help clarify. First, let's start with the kinds of questions that are bad or not so good to ask your intuition. Bad questions. Generally, questions that are not good to ask your intuition are, quote, yes or no questions or questions that are rhetorical or highly emotional questions. So let's go through those. Yes or no questions are questions that have a yes or no answer. These are not good questions because it's too easy for your thinking mind to jump in and answer yes or no. Here are some examples of yes or no questions that are not good should I take this job offer? Is he my soulmate? Not good questions, because they would be answered with yes or no. Rhetorical questions are not good questions to ask your intuition, and rhetorical questions are, by definition, questions that are not expected to be answered, so they're not good to ask your intuition. For example, I'm beautiful, aren't I? This also goes for questions that you think you already know the answer to, or more importantly, that you want a particular answer for. The biggest pitfall for messing up true intuition, receiving true intuition, is anticipating and looking for an answer you want from your intuition. To combat this, you can ask an indirect question or use intuition tool, which I will go over in the next chapter. And if you get the book, you'll get to read it. There are also times when it's not good for you to ask an intuition question. And when is not a good time to ask? When you're extremely emotionally upset or when your mind is not clear. If this is the case, then you can wait until you are a little calmer and have a clearer mind. Also, asking questions that are highly charged with emotion are not good questions to ask either. Your emotions get in the way of your ability to recognize a true intuitive message. For example, this would be a bad emotional question to ask your intuition. Why does my ex-boyfriend hate me? That's a little uh, charged with emotion there. A better question would be to ask, what can I do to improve my next relationship? So let's go over good questions to ask. Good questions to ask your intuition are the ones that are emotionally neutral and are open-ended. An open-ended question is one that cannot be answered with a one-word answer, such as yes or no. Open-ended questions require your thinking mind to give it some thought before answering, and usually the thinking mind gives an answer that is wordy. That takes time for your thinking mind to come up with an answer. But for your intuition, it will answer immediately. In essence, you are stalling your thinking mind a bit, and this gives your intuition an opportunity to quickly respond and be recognized. So here are some good examples of good questions to ask your intuition. An open-ended question such as, what can I do to get more customers from my business? Or what can I do to change the way my boyfriend treats me? Some non-emotional examples would be, what would be the health status of my mom three weeks from now? Or, who are the people that affect my reputation the most at work and how? General questions can be good when you don't know what to ask. Here's an example. Give me a message for my highest good. Some other examples of good questions to exercise your intuition would be, which way is the car in front of me going to go? Where will they exit? Which line at the grocery store is fastest? What time will my subway train arrive at the station? What time will the doctor call me in? So let's review. These are some uh, summary. The first step in the intuition on demand technique is, quote, ask a question. Our minds and brains will always react to a stimulus, which in this case is a question. The right kinds of questions Are open-ended and questions that don't have a yes or no answer so your intuition will always respond to the stimulus and that's a question so that is how to make your intuition happen when you want and that came out of my book that's actually five uh, in the book so you're a little bit further into the book there and my book intuition on demand is now available on Amazon.com. And if you act now, you can get five or four free gifts with a pre-order. It's also on Barnes & Noble. If you go to intuitionondemandbook.com, you'll find out all about it and how to get those free gifts. But let me go over what the gifts are for you. There are four classes, intuition classes, that you can, can take online anywhere you are in the world. The first one is, what type of intuitive are you? Learn how to develop your inborn fledgling intuitive type. Your intuitive type is not what you think, and it's not the Claire's. Intuition assessment is the second one. How well developed is your intuition? Find out exactly where you are on the intuition development map and how to move forward, and I'll help you do that in the class. Gift number three, intuition exercise, do's and don'ts. I talked a little bit about it, but uh, in this chapter, actually, I go way into this. Everyone loves intuition exercises. Intuition exercises can astronomically advance your intuition, but there are a lot of bad ones out there, and there's also a right and a wrong way to do an exercise. So I will go over the do's and don'ts in a class that you can, that's a, gift number three, each of these is $79 value. So if you multiply that by three, it's quite a bit. And then the last session, uh, I'm going to do a Q&A session and also an instructed intuition exercise. So you'll get a guided actual intuition exercise with instruction. I will instruct instruct you personally via a group circle with my guidance to help you find your intuitive messages that you're receiving, but you don't know it. And I'm going to use my intuition expertise to help you personally decode your personal intuitive messages. So go to intuitionondemandbook.com, find out more and how to get your gifts. So there we have it. We're at the end of our show. I'm Lisa Kay. You've been listening to Between Heaven and Earth, Conscious Living for Your Soul. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you or hear from you next time.